Welcome to the Amazing Education Podcast. Powered by the Ames Community School District, I'm your host, Amy DeLashmet. On today's episode, we're joined by Ames High School junior, Miles Peterson. We're going to have an amazing conversation about the technical side of theater, the skills he has gained both on stage and backstage, and his advice for getting involved at Ames High. Hello, Miles. Thanks for joining me on the Amazing Education Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Well, I am so glad that you joined us today. I really wanted to talk to an Ames High student but get uh, sort of that other aspect of theater that we don't always see. And that's some of the backstage stuff that goes on. So um, I'm really glad that you're here. So let's just hop right in. What drew you to be involved in theater? Um, I actually, I went to a performing arts elementary school back in Wisconsin, um, where I'm originally from. And they had like a mandatory theater class and it was always something I was really involved with and I always found really fun. And when I got to high school, I actually, I tried to join technical theater, um, but it just didn't end up working out the first year that, that um, I signed up for it. Uh, but just last year, my friend convinced me to try again um, and sign up again. So I went to a couple of the work calls for building sets and then I was sort of onboarded as one of the theater tech heads. Wow, that's really exciting. Um, So I know you've had both experiences. You've had that backstage, that onstage. What would you say is your favorite? That's a really hard question. (laughs) I mean, I kind of, I would say both because I think the favorite experience so far with theater has been actually playing in the pit orchestra for the musical. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's kind of both backstage and on stage because you're, I mean, you're performing constantly, but you're kind of dimmed, not the main star of whatever it is. That's true. Yeah. I almost forgot about the pit that goes on with the musicals. Um, Really important part of a musical. So, um, well, tell us a little bit about your backstage experience. Everybody goes to fine arts things, and, and you tend to notice those things that are right in front of you. But sometimes I think what gets uh, maybe neglected isn't the right word, but sometimes what gets forgotten is all that work that went on ahead of time. Scenery, lights, costumes, music, um, all those other things that really bring that ensemble performance together. So um, tell us a little bit about your experience working backstage. Yeah. Um, I mean, as I said, I've only been in tech for a little while, but I've kind of been trying to dip my toes into everything that I can get a handle on and I have time for. Mm -hmm. Um, So most of my experience is with set construction and design and stuff. So for the last production, Marion and the Merry Men, I designed the whole set. Um, and like drew up plans for it and everything. Mm -hmm. And then me plus a crew of about 15, 20 kids, um, we put all of it together um, and got it all ready in the auditorium. I think that's the biggest thing that I've had experience with. I've also kind of tried to delve into, you know, setting up headsets, running lights, stuff like that. I did a couple of courses over the summer to familiarize myself with that kind of stuff, but 
yeah, I just haven't had enough time to really delve into that. And then the other thing that I've done is uh, for spy school in mm. the spring of last year, I ran, um, I did run crew for it. And that for that, you basically just move set pieces on and off, move props, whatever needs yeah. to be done for it, for the scene to look good for the actors. So they yep. have everything going. And it's important because there's cues when all of that happens. And so it isn't just that, you know, hey, you're sitting backstage. There's all kinds of things you have to be aware of that are going on on stage. So all these things happen at the right time. Yeah. It's that theater magic that I guess people don't always see. Yeah. I think that's something people forget a lot of the time is that people that are backstage aren't necessarily, they don't have a job to do and then they get to relax. They kind of, you have a job to do. And then you get to sit there listening and engaging, waiting, um, and paying attention so you know, like, right away when you have to do yep. your next thing. Yep. Uh, that's an important part because if you miss that cue, the whole performance can go awry just a little bit. That sounds really dramatic, for lack of a better word, but um, – it can. It just interrupts things in the general flow of what's going on with the show. Um, okay, so you did set design for Marion and the Merry Men. Yes. Correct? Okay, I want to talk about the trees. Can we just talk the about the spectacular trees for a minute? I went to a dress rehearsal, and I came on, I think it was a Wednesday or a, a Thursday. I can't remember what day I came. I was so blown away by the trees and how incredibly realistic they looked. I, I, I'm not sure everybody gets that full concept of it's scenery, but yet you're also trying to make it as realistic looking as you can. Um, I was so impressed by the trees. Now you might laugh at that, but I was just enamored with that set. <laughs> no, those trees were... Are very difficult. It took a lot of time. I, like the trees themselves, I would say probably took about eight ten hours with a full crew of people. Um, but yeah, it was definitely worth it. And those, I actually I found like half of the idea for those online. Mm -hmm. So I found this video where they were using this corrugated drain pipe to um, string it up into the battens and the rigging system of the theater. Uh huh. Um, and they were covering it with like spray foam and fabric. But I realized because a lot of people will use butcher paper to oh, make sure. fake trees, um, and it gets a really good bark texture. So I'm like, if we just combine these two things, then we can make these trees that have this like wonderful bark texture and everything, but they also um, wind and they go up into the sky like real trees do. And then part of the magic with the trees actually was we combined them with a projection, which is just something that we use... Um, there's actually a projector at the back of our theater. Mm -hmm. So we put an image on the big white screen that we yep. have. Yep. Um, and we used that to kind of fill it out. We had some birds flying through and some sound cues to make it feel like a really immersive forest, like you were actually in the location. Mm -hmm. And uh, that it was immersive, I have to say. Uh, the projections, the birds flying, the trees, and really when you think about it, the set for that part of the play was not, it didn't have a lot of pieces, but oh my gosh, 
Did I get the entire forest concept the whole time you were there? It was spectacular. Um, I wanted to come up and look at those trees and figure out how you made them. It was really just, um, again, I don't think people fully appreciate the work that went into that. You said how many hours again? We had a full load-in day that was like eight hours long, and then we had to put some more work into them afterwards, so probably eight, eight to ten hours. I imagine that. With like 15, 20 people. Yeah, for for people listening, I mean, imagine spending, it, it is literally the concept of an entire day, not just for one person, for, for an entire crew of people um, to make that magic come together. Well, applause to all of you because it was really spectacular looking. Uh, so tell us a little bit, there's a lot of skills that you gain in theater that I'm sure help in other aspects of just being on your educational journey as a high school student. Tell us about some of those other skills that you're getting from theater that are really helping you um, as you continue through high school. I mean, I think just a lot of it, for me at least, is the leadership skills that it's helping with. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I found once I got into theater and I started doing a lot more of the leadership type stuff, I've been able to delegate work or when I'm working in groups and classes or whatever, it's always a lot easier to kind of hand off work and be less attached to what I'm doing. Sure. And then also it's just the practical thinking nature of what I have to do with set construction and set design of like, okay, I want these big trees, but how am I actually going to make this tangibly work? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. All of that stuff really helps out with um, just general schoolwork and things like say, you know, I want this two page essay. How am I going to segment the work over this time period that I have. Yeah, it makes you really organized and aware of the time you have and the time it's going to take to complete a task. Yeah. Um, How about just working as a team? I mean, any theater production that you put together, it's a huge group project in a sense. Um, How do you think that has helped you? I mean, it's, it's a really hard skill to learn elsewhere. Like, there's a lot of places in school that it's just kind of assumed that you can work as a team mm-hmm. um, or things like that, where I know a lot of people that just aren't totally comfortable with it or aren't completely, I don't know, developed in the skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best way to learn it is to just by doing it. But it's really yeah. hard to do it if you don't have a space to learn it. Sure. Um, so theater provides a really great space where you can learn all of these skills in sort of a judgment-free zone mm-hmm. um, where you can feel free to make mistakes, feel free to do whatever you need to. Um, but in the end, we have a, all have a common goal that we're working to. And yeah. Especially for Marion and the Merry Men, we had like probably 60 people on stage. Yeah. That's, it, it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge amount of people that, that bring that entire production together. And again, I think sometimes that's because it's not the part everybody sees. Um, It's easy to forget all that work that goes on behind the scenes. So aside from those you've mentioned, what other opportunities are available to students who are interested in the technical side of theater? For those people listening, you know, maybe they just think they they're kind of dabbling in theater. They don't really know everything that's available to them. What would you tell them? Um. 
a lot of times when people ask this question, I just say that we have, um, in theater, we have seven different departments. It's not just like a one-dimensional thing. So we have our construction crew. We build all the scenery. Um, the paint crew, obviously, they paint all of the scenery. Mm-hmm. Um, then costuming and sound and lighting and props. And I know I'm forgetting one, which I feel awful for. <laughs> You'll think of it. Yeah, I will think of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it really truly is that group concept that's bringing it all together but it has to be really cohesive I'm sure sometimes that can be really hard as well um taking a vision of lighting and a vision of set but yet a vision of staging and bringing that all together into something that's unified yeah uh so I see you're going to be directing one of the one acts that is coming up I will be later this school year Tell us a little bit about that. Have have you ever directed before? Nope. Okay. So debut directing going on here. Um, what got you interested in that side of theater? And um, how's that going for you so far? I mean, it was just kind of an opportunity that was kind of placed upon us. Our director wanted to start this new tradition of having 1X mm-hmm. and having student directors for these 1X. Um, and she posted the application, and it was open to juniors and seniors. thought, well, might as well apply. Worst <laughs> you can say is no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just figured it's a new thing to try. Why not? Yeah, I think that's really exciting. And um, actually, if you go through old Ames High yearbooks, there's a pretty long tradition of previous one acts um, that were done at Ames High. So I, I was pretty excited. Yeah. to see this coming back. It is an opportunity for a, a, a large group of people to really kind of dabble in different parts of theater and get different experiences if they'd like to. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, we'll be anxious. What's the name of the show you're directing? My production is called The 146 Point Flame. Okay. It's a historical production based on the 1911 Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. Okay. So it should go pretty well. I'm really excited. We're having our first rehearsal tomorrow, which, I mean, when this gets posted, that'll be a while back. But <laughs> Well, that's really exciting, though, and it gives everybody something to look forward to. So you're a junior at Ames High, correct? Yep. What advice would you give to students entering Ames High or just any other student who wants to be involved in theater? Just do things I mean I I just I signed up for theater and in like a month and a half I ended up as one of the heads of our theater tech department so six months I'm the head of our construction department I'm directing a play I've acted I've done run crew for a play yep um so like just get out there and do things it doesn't really matter what it is this doesn't even have to apply to theater if you have interests in like say yearbook or whatever just yeah join get involved do things that will fulfill you there's something to be said about sharing a space with people who are as passionate about that thing as you are um and that's where i do think there's really great opportunities to meet new people and gain new friendships when you are partaking in an activity that you all enjoy and appreciate. Yeah, theater is definitely one of those things that 
I do not regret joining at all. And I like the friends I have made, I anticipate that I will be keeping for the rest of my life just because they've been so meaningful and so fulfilling to me. And that's I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, I think as really at any point in your life, you're just looking for connections, Um, people that you can connect with. The fact that we have a high school right here that gives multiple opportunities, not just theater, um, but gives multiple opportunities for students to be connected and involved and get to know other people with similar interests. Um, I think that's really something to applaud. So as you approach the end of high school, I know that's probably, you, you've got a lot of time yet, um, but what are your future plans? Have you thought about it? And is there a place for theater in there? I'm, yeah, there is definitely a place for theater in there. So my, my future plans at the current moment are to go to college as mm-hmm. a music major. And okay. I'm, I'm preparing my junior recital to audition for conservatories um, and music schools, but I definitely want to go somewhere that has, I mean, at least some sort of theater program or some option of an elective to take theater classes or work in a scene shop or something like that, because, I mean, theater, it's it's a great hobby, and it's also just a great thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely keeps you active, keeps you involved. Um, there's never a dull moment when it comes to theater, that's for sure. Um, So good for you. And I think I would be remiss if I didn't ask you this. Theater isn't the only thing you do. No. You have other things going on in your life. What other activities and interests do you have while you're in high school? I mean, as I said, I am in heavily into music so much so that I want to go on to it as my career. But like, I am in... I neglect to say it, but almost every performing ensemble at Ames High. Okay. So I'm in um, the orchestra, the band, the pet band, the jazz band, um, like every band elective, and then I'm in, also in the choir, um, and obviously I'm in theater, and I yeah. have my own bands that I've started at home. That's uh, a lot. And then I'm also in extracurricular orchestras, like I'm in the Central Iowa Symphony and the Fort Dodge Symphony. Yep. And you just were at Allstate, correct? I was. Yes, you were an Allstate performer. So congratulations Thank you. on that. That is a real honor. Um, so one more question for you as we start to close things out. Um, I think sometimes it's easy for people to think, oh, I'm too busy. I'm, I'm too busy. I can't possibly get involved in something. Um, you just mentioned you're involved in an awful lot. I hope at some point you find time to sleep. Um, but what would you say to people who think, well, maybe I don't have time to be involved? I would say, I mean, obviously, be careful with your schedule. Don't overextend yourself. But I am in so many activities that I have something going on like every single day of the week. And I mean, I know for some people, maybe that's a bit too much. But especially with theater, I asked my director um, before I even auditioned for Marion and the Merry Men. Mm-hmm. I asked her, hey, is it okay that I'm going to be gone for two out of every five days of rehearsal and then half of one of the three? Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, that's perfectly fine. So, like, I know a lot of activities here 
especially at Ames High, they're all very flexible. And if you just want to do something for the fun of it, um, it'll be pretty easy to just get involved without making too much of a commitment to what you're doing or mm -hmm. overcommitting your time. And I know that everybody here is really understanding about maybe you just want to try it for a couple of days. Sure. See how it goes. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to give it a try and see if it's something that you enjoy doing. Um, last question for you. This will be a fun one. What's your dream role in a theater production? Is there one? I love asking this question. Um, I asked Mrs. Kaufman, like, you know, what's her favorite play or musical? And she, that's, that's a hard question to answer. But um, is there like a, a, a dream role or not, if it's not in a particular performance, is there just something you'd really love to do when it comes to theater that either you've done and you want to do again or that you really want to try it in a different way? I think being a technical director would be really fun mm -hmm. because obviously I'm directing right now. Um, and I mean, I don't really know how that's going to go. I assume it's going to be great. but <laughs> It'll be great. We know it will. Um, I think being a technical director would be really cool because it would let me to get all of the leadership aspects, but it would also let me to like be more nitty gritty with the technical stuff um, sure. and like all the lights and everything. And as the technical director, you're, role is to kind of oversee everything and kind mm -hmm. of join it together. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it'd be really cool just to let somebody else deal with all the line memorization and acting and stuff. Yep. And you get to do all of the really practical, all right, we're going to make that light blue and that light red and like every single thing it has to come together perfectly. And then in the end, you've just got this whole nother world that you've managed to create on stage. It sounds amazing and we hope that you get that opportunity we know you will we can't wait to hear all about it well miles thank you for joining us today on the amazing education podcast we're really glad to have you and getting that behind the scenes look at theater it's another activity students can join and i just think that you don't always get to see that part so we wanted to have somebody here who gave us a little bit more of that inside scoop so thank you for being here with us today yeah thank you for having me